0: Good fucking morning. Can you hear that shitty sound? You guessed it. My laptop's not ready yet. So you have to endure the shitty sound. Good morning. Ugh, man. It's still not ready. See this 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 is what I meant when I said what's the point of promising that something's going to be done? in a such and such time which you know is obviously too short of a time to get anything done or there's a very good chance that you won't get it done and you still promise it what's the fucking what is the effin point um yeah man so like I called them yesterday and you know and they're saying it's ready and they're waiting for it to arrive cuz i guess to to fix it properly they had to send it to another one of their their locations they're waiting they're waiting for it to arrive on the spot and they said they're not sure when it's gonna arrive which obviously is fucking bullshit like they're they're sending it between their own fucking places so uh i mean it's 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 perfectly feasible that they don't know when it's gonna arrive but the fact that they don't know when it's gonna arrive means that there's a fucking problem in their business model like how the fuck do you not know when it arrives so it's either that or they're saying that they don't know when it's gonna arrive and they actually do know when it's gonna arrive but it's fucking whatever whatever they're doing it's fucking bullshit you know so i'm i'm on the phone with them yesterday and i'm asking them so okay so it's 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 going from that place to to your place where i can pick it up so when is it going to be there and he says, you know, well, we don't really know. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not responsible for transportation, so I can't really tell you. I tell him, well, give me like, a, you know, do, do you have no idea when it's going to arrive? Do you mean like it could arrive today and it could arrive in 2025, sometime mid-May 2025? He says, well, no, it's, there's a chance it's going to arrive today. Uh, it should definitely arrive tomorrow, but, you know, there's also a chance that it might not arrive tomorrow. So I'm like, just what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, what is this shit? Like, what kind of a fucking business are you running? Obviously, I didn't say any of this. I just thought it. What I said in reality was, okay, I guess I'll wait for your call then. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, and this kind of started me thinking um, that I, I sometimes do get in, the, get in these situations where I react to bullshit with politeness and in some other situations i react to bullshit in a more uh i wouldn't say appropriate way but with more with more anger or with more frustration or with more uh honesty more honest feedback about you know hey listen this this situation is bullshit, and you created this situation and now you're making that situation my problem. So, what's up with that? But obviously, I didn't say any of that. And, you know, I've been thinking about why, you know, because on the one hand, my first instinct is to address it when people are fucking up, right? Um, but, uh, I don't know. Also, I don't want to just, you know, like, let people walk all over me. Like, if if you... If you if you promise something, then you need to deliver it, and if you can't deliver it, then you need to like adjust your promise, right? Like you shouldn't be you shouldn't be giving out promises all fucking Willie McNeely, right? You know. But uh, on the other hand, it's not of my fucking business. You know, like all, like all that's gonna happen after this is I just won't use these guys again. Next time when I need my laptop fixed like that's the end that that's the end of the relationship right there. So, you know, for me to for me to start giving them shit. I don't know if that necessarily makes sense, you know? I don't really benefit from getting involved in situations like these, you know, and trying to control them and trying to control other people and trying to tell other people how to do their fucking do their fucking businesses, you know? Like I have plenty of examples of people in my life who try to control everything and they give their opinions on how things should be done and they give those opinions as gospel like they're always right and sometimes I do that shit and when I do that shit in the moment it actually feels okay because you know you trick yourself into thinking like you know I'm being honest and you know I'm helping them out by giving them honest feedback and and all that stuff, but mm. you know, when I when I really think about it, I'm I'm not sure that's the kind of person I want to be. Because like as I said, I have some I have some examples in my own life, uh, of 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 people who are like this, um, and you know, not to be a fucking third wave feminist over here, but most of those people are men, like a lot of a lot of male examples in my life of people who, who are so were so high on their own shit you know that they really they they, they really very rarely take uh, uh, take a step back to think think about whether they're actually right about anything uh so like instead of instead of instead of thinking about how they conduct themselves they they just they they don't they don't have i, I guess they don't have that little that little voice in their head that tells them to you know take a breath and 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 think about it, think about it before before dispensing your fucking opinions and advice that no one asked for you know and i'm some- sometimes I'm like this as well, but you know i'm i'm I'd like to think I'm working on not being like that um i don't know there's there's a there's a border there is a border there's a line somewhere between between uh willfully like ignoring problems in your life and not addressing them which I think is a bad thing to do and the other extreme of like trying to control every single little problem and trying to address it because when you look at this when you look at this laptop situation um why why would I like if I if I decided to like really fight this you know and go there and give them shit for it and fucking ask to see the manager (laughs) and all this fucking bullshit like what am i gaining from it right i am i'm i'm all all the things that i would gain from it are negative right i would get over involved in a situation it's it's not gonna have any effect whatsoever i'm just gonna stress myself out for no fucking reason right and uh and uh, what are the negatives that are happening that what are the negatives that are com- going to come out of this if i just leave the situation as it is what i'm going to get my laptop back a few days later oh my god i hope i don't die in the meantime jesus you know like i'm perfectly fine without my laptop if anything i've been spending i've been sp- spending less time less time online mindlessly fucking consuming bullshit that i don't need You know, I'm still doing a fair bit of that, only now I'm doing it on a much smaller screen. I've been watching Netflix on my phone, which actually hasn't been been that bad of an experience. Uh, it's made me, made me rethink how, how much time I actually should be spending sitting down in front of a laptop. And I, I, I'm not thinking about that in a good way, meaning like how much time should I be spending consuming content at all? No, no. My brain goes to, uh, optimizing shit in the, in, in the weirdest and most non-helpful direction. It's like, it's not that you should consume content less. It is that you don't necessarily need a laptop. To be a lazy piece of shit and sit on YouTube for hours on end. Yeah. So, that's my life. Anyways, how are you guys doing? (sighs) Apologies for the yawning. Pretty fucking early. As usual. As usual. But how are you doing? Tell me all about it. How's your week? It's a Wednesday morning, so you're halfway through your work week. Do you like what you do? Do you like your job? Do you go to an office? Do you have to work from home? What's going on in your life? Hmm? Hmm? Do any fun shit recently? When was the last time you did some fun shit? Huh? I was sitting around, I think it was... I think it was Sunday evening. I was sitting around, and I was feeling fucking just just real shitty sad fucking self-pitying kind of all doom and gloom just laying in my bed watching some podcast i think or something and just all of a sudden i realized oh my god i am i am fucking depressed right now why am i fucking depressed and it's this feeling of like like you can feel all of the world's problems like just mulling around in your head, creating this, this like just this terrible mood. You just, you know, you just sitting there and you just, you know, when you get that feeling when everything is so bad, you just wish you could snap your fingers and fall asleep, right? Because like when you're asleep, you don't got to deal with any of this shit. That's how I was feeling, right? And I had no reason to be feeling like this. And I started thinking about like, why am I feeling like this? One of the reasons I realized was that Sundays are my days off from uh, from doing any sort of physical activity, so I I don't do the workout and I don't go running, and I thought you know that's probably why because you know I've I've been cooped up inside all day I haven't fucking done anything, um, and I I'm not I'm not sure if that knowledge helped me in that moment because I, I still I I kind of just sat there for a while and you know just just uh, just. Try to reason my way out of feeling shitty, um, which is not something that works—not uh, for me anyway. I heard a quote somewhere that I think this. Oh yeah, I heard, I heard this quote. Uh, oh fuck! Actually, now that I think about it, this was quite quite. Uh, what is the word? Fortuitous, because um, the podcast I was watching, I think, was uh, Theo Vaughn was was a guest on on Jocko's podcast. Uh, and he was talking about his, because um, he's been he's spent years in like, uh, what do you call them, the, oh like Alcoholics Anonymous or whatever, you know, like these uh, support programs for people with addictions. And one of the things he said that was like a a thing that gets repeated a lot throughout the support programs was something along the lines. I'm paraphrasing here, uh, that uh, thinking, um, thinking doesn't lead to actions no well what was it thoughts thoughts don't lead to uh, correct actions but uh, actions lead to correct thoughts the the basic idea he explained it was that you know uh, whatever whatever shitty is happening in your life you won't think your way out of it so like if you're thinking about okay my shit's not going great I gotta be doing something else and if you sit around and think about what you should be doing you're not gonna figure it out. Um, but uh, the opposite is kind of the 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 better approach I guess that was his opinion. I I, I know that this is not like a bulletproof thing I know I, I know I know there's nuance to this but it was an interesting thing to think about. So like instead of thinking about what you should be doing and expecting that to lead you to the sort of correct action if you want to call it that instead you should just get up and do something do something because you, you don't have to think a lot to to know which things are good for you if if you're sitting around feeling sorry for yourself or if you're sitting around and um kind of um wishing that you know you could you could you, like you're craving something you're craving bad food or you're craving a drink or you're craving some drug um Just get up and do some good shit. And, you know, like the good shit in your life is real fucking simple. Put on your fucking bootsies and go out for a walk, bro. Right. It's pretty easy. Um, The thing the thing that did it for me, I just I just got up instead of sitting around and feeling sad. I got up and I and I took my fucking juggling things and I juggled for a little bit. And you know, kept listening to the podcast in the in the background. And as I was juggling, you know, and like I'm really shitty at it. And as I, as I'm juggling, the fucking balls are falling all over the place, and I'm trying to catch them and shit. And at one point, I realized, oh shit! Like I'm I'm smiling right now. So just by just by getting up from the bed and and grabbing the juggling things and just doing this little stupid insignificant action of juggling i had turned this shit around you know so like now what i'm doing is like i'm 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 taking like a brute force fucking ddos attack approach to 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 uh, being happy <laughs> you know what i mean um another thing another thing that i've been uh, that i've been doing um, I'm kind of running an experiment and i 'm not sure whether it 's working or not uh, but I think it 's an in- interesting enough uh experiment to run is when i 'm feeling shitty and also when i 'm not feeling shitty i try to I, I i try to i try to do that stupid trick where um you know you've you 've probably heard uh this thing where if you force yourself to smile you can you can lift your mood um i guess because you know your brain thinks well if these muscles are contracted you know usually that happens when the person's happy so you know let's release some fucking happy juice in the brain or whatever like (laughs) not like i understand how the fucking human brain works um i'm not quite doing that what i'm doing is i i just i just picked i i picked one thought that is like inherently kind of a happy thought i guess even though maybe it's kind of a lie uh, and I just kind of concentrate on that, uh, keeping in mind that you know when you're when you're obsessed with something and you don't want to be obsessed with it, you can't just not think about the thing you're obsessed with. You have to have another thought to concentrate on, and that's because you can only concentrate on one thing at a time, right? So I, fi- I I figure if I have a thought to concentrate on, that would be that would be great, and I picked the thought of, and obviously I fucking heard this somewhere else as well. I just concentrate on. I just basically tell myself, stop being a little bitch, you're already happy, right? So when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm kind of feeling sad or annoyed or, you know, just some negative shit comes in and the negative shit feels like the kind of negative shit that just kind of comes out of nowhere, where it doesn't have like a really good um, reason for you to feel that way. So there's nothing to work on immediately. You just, you, I just try to default back to, hey, listen. You're just being a little cunt right now. And, and that's fine. You can be a little cunt. But, like, remember that you're happy. Uh, and then I also have to, like, uh, avoid the thoughts that come in and say, no, you're bullshitting yourself. You're not happy. And then I just say, yeah, whatever. Fuck off, not happy thought. Like, I, I, I want to tell myself this lie, okay? I'm, I'm going to fucking fake it till I make it. I'm going to tell myself I'm happy until I'm happy, okay? And you can go fuck yourself with your fucking reality okay stupid negative thought fucking cunt thoughts (laughs) i swear to god people i'm actually doing quite okay uh i'm I, yeah you know i i know this sounds like just some fucking crazy guy going crazy um, but i think i'm doing okay and uh, i'm trying to do sane things i'm trying to uh, get outside more go for walks more um i can't wait to get a dog fuck man i cannot motherfucking wait to get a dog because i'm now in the preparation stages um putting aside some money um uh planning you know looking at looking at prices for all the for all the dog stuff because i can't really buy anything yet like i i would i would start buying stuff for the dog but since i'm not buying a dog i'm getting getting one of them free dogs from from the pound um i don't really know what kind of dog i'm gonna get and i'm also not going to the pounds yet to look at dogs because you know like i well one of the things that i want to do is take some time off work. I want to take like a few days, maybe a week off work, just so I can spend extra time with a dog and and just make sure that, you know, like if the dog needs anything or if there's any problems, that I have enough time and I don't have to juggle multiple things to take care of it. Um so I'm thinking of taking some time off, but I haven't really arranged that at work yet. So because like I need to I, I, I need to I need to talk with uh with my bouse there about about when would be the best time to do it because like it's not the situation where I need to do it right now although I would like to do it as soon as possible because when I say I can't wait to get a dog I fucking mean it okay because I've wanted a dog since I was a little fucking kid you know and you know what little kid doesn't want a dog I get that that's a good point thank you for bringing it up podcast listener but I also spent a long time convincing myself that I don't want a dog or convincing myself that I don't have time for a dog or that my life is too unstable for a dog and I feel like I've spent enough time torturing myself uh and 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 trying to think the res- uh, to think about it in a responsible way and uh trying to figure out all the like I've spent enough time living in a catastrophic fantasy trying to figure out all the horrible things that could happen in my life that would make it difficult to own a dog or or make me like give up the dog uh, give up the responsibility you know and i just i just ended up realizing that why the fuck am i doing this right why am i living in a fucking fantasy it's not healthy oh sorry oh got some acid reflux over here jesus um yeah man so i'm just really excited i want i i i I, i'm so fucking looking forward to it and you know when i'm when i'm out and about you know strutting my stuff around town i always like see dogs and i look at them and i smile and 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 uh, you know I've, I've, i've always sort of like it brings a little bit of joy when i see a dog but especially lately it's, it's just like every time I look at a dog, I just remember, oh, ah, like, I'm going to have a dog. I, I don't know if it's healthy for an adult to be so excited about a dog, but I am, okay? And if you don't like it, you can go, fuck your sister. That's how it is. That's how it is, people. Fucking Bobby Dog Pound over here. He's going to get a dog. And that's gonna finally make him happy. <laughs> uh, um, I was I was talking to someone and they asked me, "Have you figured out a name for you, for the dog yet?" Uh, sorry, I'm just taking a sip of coffee here because my mouth's dry. Um... What was I saying? Right. Yeah. Someone asked me. Someone asked me if um if I have a name for the dog in mind, and uh, and uh, no, I don't, because I'm trying not to not to think about it, because I don't want to have a name in mind, and then go to the pound and have my oh well, how how would you say this have my Like, I don't want it to affect what kind of dog I'm going to get. You know what I mean? Because, like, if you have some sort of a name in mind, then you're going to be looking for a dog that looks like that name, right? Like, if I want to call my dog Terry, I'm only going to... I'm going to go to the pound, and I'm going to try to find myself a Terry-looking dog, okay? But what if there are no Terry-looking dogs, and I'm just leaving a perfectly fine, you know jack john elton fucking dog what a fucking spotty over there is a good dog but i'm not taking him because he doesn't look like like a terry you know what i mean (laughs) i swear to god the fucking two or three of you people who listen to this podcast i don't know why like what is wrong with you why do you listen to this do you have nothing better to do with your lives? (laughs) <laughs> but i've been i've been looking at i've been looking at a lot of uh i think i already talked about this but i've been looking at uh at uh, a lot of like youtube videos about training dogs oh yeah yeah i talked about this it. okay i don't want to talk about it again but yeah i'm 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 getting i'm getting some knowledge okay out here in my garage with my books, accumulating knowledge. Um, how, how deep are we into this podcast? Twenty five minutes. I can run my mouth for a little longer, I suppose. Um, another thing that that I've been doing is that I've been experimenting with food, um, because. I have a, I realize now that I have a very weird relationship with food. And actually, I think I have a weird relationship with everything that can be addictive. Um, and food is one of those things. I never, I never looked at food as something that's addictive, but uh, not to be a broken record, but since I, since I stopped doing things that are like obviously addictive um not like i have stopped doing all of those things but you know the the addictive things in my life that i that i've mostly concentrated on uh, or recognized even as addictive have been you know um booze uh, drugs cigarettes uh, um the the more benign ones i guess would be caffeine as well although you know what out of out of all my addictions uh, caffeine is probably the one that um, created, created one of the biggest immediate issues. I don't know if I've ever told this story, but I used to, I used to work in a bar in London. Um, and I used to work crazy hours. Even, even for, even for bar work, my hours were pretty crazy because I was the guy in the bar who, oh, they had this, they had this really old, this really old kind of, um, uh, what would you call it like it was this old bar with a bunch of like upper middle and upper class people as client clientele in sort of a posh part of town and one of the one of the cool things in the bar was that it was one of the few one of the few bars pubs whatever left over in in london that was still like really big into real ale uh what real ale is um, you know you can you can get beer in in kegs right so it 's like that, that that's 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 that 's the kind of modern way of keeping and transporting beer but before kegs they used to keep them in casks, which look kind of similar but but they're they 're a bit different they 're shaped differently, and uh, you don't really pump any gas into them. Uh, you you need to stillage and condition them which means like you just beat the shit out of the cask you have to like throw it around. It's really hard hard work because the, the casks are really heavy. Then you gotta put them on put them on racks and you have to tap them and there's like a little hole on top that you have to like crack open and stick uh stick like these these uh, these wooden things uh in there to like properly uh, and slowly enough release the pressure from the cask. So basically, it was a it was a whole thing. You needed you needed someone to to do this, and obviously, being the being the 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 people hating person that I am, I didn't want to work behind the bar. So as soon as I found out that at this place there was an option to, basically, just spend all your days in 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 the basement sort of storage and like beer conditioning place, which was an entire sort of reality of its own. You could just spend all your day like working over there and just you know fucking listening to music and podcasts not having to interact with customers i thought fuck man like you know not like that's my fucking dream job but if i had to pick a job in this building to do i want to do that so i just told my boss hey man like i want to work there what do i got to do to work there so they trained me up and eventually i started doing that uh something that happened though was that it came with crazy hours because only me and another guy were trained to do this shit and of course in bars there's like a ridiculous turnover of staff right because no one wants to work in a bar for a long time it's usually people like i was you know in their in their sort of early 20s figuring out what they want to do with their life or maybe they're studying and 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 this is kind of like a just like a little bit of pocket money uh meaning the job is for pocket money or whatever whatever you whatever you call that um, so for for a long time it was just the two of us doing it, and like every day where you did it, like someone had to be there all day, like from uh, from opening at like what at 10 a.m. or something, and on some days you even had to get get down there at like uh, five, six, seven o'clock for, for deliveries. That was twice a week, and uh, your your shift ended. Uh, well past midnight Uh, and sometimes like well well past midnight because there's sometimes there's a lot of shit to do and sort of tidy up and you can't like really leave it overnight so it was just between the two of us splitting these shifts like all week every week so sometimes you just had to do like a crazy 18 hour shift go home and be back in like four or five hours for for the deliveries and work the entire next day um and it was it 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 was it was a hard fucking job uh and it was a very fucking physical job and I was in the best shape of my life while I was doing that job. The fucked up thing about it was that because of these crazy hours, I got super fucking hooked on uh caffeine because obviously we had this amazing um coffee machine that made great coffee, and it did it quickly and it was free for us um so i would just like i swear to god there was a time where in one day i would drink somewhere like because i wouldn't make coffees i would make quadruple espressos with a bunch of sugar um there were days where i drank like eight or nine quadruple espressos throughout my shift um and that is not something you want to be doing trust me um so what ended up happening was after a while of doing that i was unable to stay awake on anything less than that so i would have days off from work and i would have a full night's sleep and the next day i would still have like a big cup of coffee in the morning maybe even two or three and still like maybe i would get like an hour a day of feeling okay and feeling alert and the rest of the day was just me walking around and trying not to fall asleep just standing on my feet Uh, it was not good not good at all Um, so at one point I just I just quit that shit cold turkey and I moved to I moved to uh, black tea which still has a lot of caffeine in it but like I at least limited Uh, how much I would how much I would take it so I I would I would uh, I would do like maybe three cups a day and uh, yeah for two weeks it was it was it was it was a little fucking torturous to be to be honest with you I don't even really remember that time too well but I remember there were there were a good couple of weeks where I was just just fucking miserable it was they made my life so much harder um, and since then I have a really shitty relationship with caffeine because now if I have anything more than one cup of coffee a day, uh, which I don't do, by the way, I don't drink coffee at all, I drink decaf in the mornings. Um, just for the taste of it, you know. Uh, if I drink anywhere more than anything more than one cup of coffee a day, what what usually ends up happening is I sleep very poorly that night. And for the next like two days, I am sleepy all the time, which doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know why that's happening. Uh, I'm sure that if I looked it up, I could figure it out. But that's like, that's just my, that's just my truth. And uh, yeah, so I just don't do it anymore. I don't take caffeine. Uh, I actually, that's a slight lie. I I take, I take caffeine in the mornings in in tablet form. And I take it with also L-theanine capsules which actually works out great because it wakes you up slowly and steadily and it doesn't give you any of those like caffeine sweats or jitteriness it doesn't you you don't get a crash from it you know so yeah caffeine man who would have thought crazy shit i mean caffeine it's it's not like caffeine is bad for you a lot of things have caffeine in them like green tea for example green green tea is overall pretty fucking good for you i mean a lot of people try to try to promote green tea and green tree green tea extracts as like they're gonna burn fat and help you lose weight yeah by the way there's like zero scientific evidence to back that up so just in case you're drinking green tea thinking thinking you're gonna lose weight that's probably uh probably not really based on anything but uh, that doesn't mean it's not healthy for you there's a lot of fucking antioxidants and whatnot and uh, and green tea is kind of the same thing as as taking the pills the same way i am because green tea has um, caffeine in it and it has l-theanine in it l-theanine is the thing that kind of evens out the evens out the caffeine high uh, so like it it does help you help you wake up but it also has the calming effect i think i think uh i think L-theanine sometimes is also used for people with anxiety as met sorry fucking like running my mouth too much uh L-theanine is uh, sometimes used for um sometimes given to people with anxiety to to treat it um but yeah, okay. So actually the way, the way that I started talking about this was food, right? So like I've been experimenting with food and realizing that food is, is, is a very addictive, addictive substance and not all food. Um, and I also obviously don't mean addictive in a sense where, you know, like I can't live without it because obviously you can't live without food. But the thing is that I've, I've noticed that I'm not even like most of the time I'm not even eating to eat uh, I'm not eating to feel satiated, I'm eating to have the pleasure of the taste, you know, and the way that I make my food, or if I order food, like, I eat the type of food that has a very strong taste, like, it's, it's got a bunch of sauces on there, it's super fucking fatty, it's got a lot of melted cheese, and, like, all this, all this super healthy heart attack shit, you know, um, and i am sure that i am i'm somehow i'm somehow addicted to the substances that are in there there's probably a fair bit of sugar in there i think in all the sauces and stuff uh and i'm 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 su- i'm sure there's like a chemical component to it, to the addiction but i think what 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 i'm kind of noticing is when i'm eating this food that i find absolutely heavenly and delicious right like at home for example i make i make dumplings uh, and I kind of I, I I boil the dumplings and then I cook them on a on a, on a pan with ketchup and cheese and sometimes I throw some jalapenos in there and it's just it's tremendous. You take it out, you put that shit in a bowl, you put some mayo on there, you put some more ketchup on there, you put some fucking hot sauce on that bitch, maybe just a little bit of that Parmesan cheese. And I mean, how how are you not gonna love your life when you're eating that, right? but i think the problem is that when i'm eating stuff like that i never stop when i'm full it's almost impossible to stop when you're full because the enjoyment that you get from it is not from the way it makes you feel on the inside it doesn't like the, the inside feeler is not is not what matters when you're eating food like that what matters to me when i'm eating food like that i've come to realize this recently because i didn't realize it earlier because i'm a moron is just the just the literal feeling in my in my mouth the it's it's hard to describe because like when you're eating food that you specifically individually find um delicious delicious um the, all the feelings of deliciousness are in your face as you're fucking shoving it in there just shoveling shit in your face like all the positive feelings and the and 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 all this stuff it's it's right there It's right there in your face. So even though you're starting to feel full, you're not even associating, at least I don't think I am. Yeah, I'm not consciously associating. There's not a strong enough link between the feeling that I feel in my stomach, like of of already kind of becoming full and, and, and getting these signals that I should stop eating. That is completely disassociated from the feeling that I'm getting in my mouth. It's almost like a completely different action going on at the same time. Uh, that has nothing to do with 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 the fullness um so what i what i've been kind of kind of trying to do now is uh, i picked out i picked out some other sort of semi-healthier things to eat uh that that don't have that you know oh my god i need more of this more 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 so i've been i've been kind of loosening loosening my uh my sort of eating eating window because i think i I think I'm, I must have talked about this because my life is boring enough that I only have a couple of things that I find interesting about it, so I talk about them all the time. So uh, apologies if I'm repeating myself. Um, and if you don't want to listen to a podcast where the host repeats himself all the time, oh, boy, you picked the wrong podcast. Okay. Um, so during these restricted windows of time, uh, usually that is between 5 a.m and <laughs> between 5 p.m and 8 p.m so i get like a three hour window during which i can eat whatever the fuck i want but i don't eat before 5 p.m and i don't eat after 8 8 p.m uh, i only drink um, you know i can i can i can have stuff that doesn't have calories in it so like water coffee tea whatever so i've been relaxing that a little bit and eating a little bit earlier um maybe around two or three in the afternoon i'll have like a light meal that consists just of fruit dairy and nuts right so i'll maybe maybe i'll cut up some peaches and some apples i'll 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 cut up a little bit of that brie i'll cut up a little bit of that cheddar i'll get myself a glass of cold ass milk like a baby and uh, and a little bit of nuts, some mixed nuts or some peanuts, something unsalted. Okay. And you know when you go for when you go from food that is that is so fucking stimulating, that is full of cheese and sugar and salt and all this all this stuff that just feels great when you're shoving it in your fucking pie hole. Going from that to something like this is so fucking boring. It feels like, why the fuck am I even bothering? This, like, ugh. Like, do I really need this to survive? And if so, do I even... Does surviving even mean that much to me? Like, it is fucking boring to eat like this. But I gotta tell you, after after a couple of days of eating like this... um, I'm starting to slowly slowly see it as less boring than I, than, I, than I first did because one of the great things that happens like it's a completely different eating experience completely different because um, when you're eating it there's almost zero enjoyment in the mouth you know um, i mean sure there's a little bit of sugar in the fruit and the cheese tastes nice and all that but when you're used to like oversaturated food When you're used to all these sauces and stuff it 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 feels kind of boring right but the great thing that happens is because it's boring you only eat as much of it as your stomach's telling you to eat and you also eat it more slowly because there's there's there isn't this urge to just keep shoving it in you as if it's as if someone's gonna take it away you know or it's gonna get cold and not gonna be as good anymore like you're not managing you're not eating for pleasure anymore you're eating to get some stuff in you and not feel hungry anymore. And the added bonus, which actually, you know what, the, probably the biggest bonus there is, apart from you know not dying of of, of a heart attack at forty five, um, is that after this, I don't I I don't get into a food coma. You know. When I'm eating when I'm eating like kebabs and pizza and fucking dumplings and all this shit. I uh, I know that once I have my meal for the day that's it. There is nothing there is nothing productive happening. There it, there's not even a fucking chance of anything productive happening. I'm not going to go back to work. I'm not going to read anything. I'm not I'm not going to go out for a walk. All of that is done for the day. And all I can do is just sh- sit around and do dumb shit, watch Netflix, watch YouTube, you know? Feel sorry for myself, and I'm sorry. I'm oh, Jesus, fucking burping all day. God damn. Um, yeah, man. So that's what I've been doing. I've been, I've been, um, I've been, I've, I've been experimenting with food, you know, and 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 enjoying the increased amounts of energy, you know. But it's hard. It's hard to stay at it, though, you know. Because the fucking hook is deep. The hook of, of unhealthy, delicious food is deep as fuck. But that's okay, you know. I've re- I, I think I've removed bigger hooks before, you know. The problem with this hook is that, much like smoking, it isn't... It, 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 it's not as immediate as other hooks, you know. If you're on cocaine or if 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 you're if you're doing MDMA every weekend or if you're drinking uh, the the hook you 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 see you see the the hole that the hook leaves pretty quickly right if you're drinking you get the hangover and you get the embarrassment of the stupid things that you did while you were drunk and you get the conflict with your uh, friends or your family you know um, when you're doing MDMA, you like you 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 get the hook of the post MDMA depression, right? When when you're doing cocaine, you get the hook of of um, you know kind of just just this terrible terrible hangover times a hundred. And uh, to to be fair, I actually don't know what it feels like after you're. Um, after you do just cocaine i'm not actually sure what that feels like the next day cuz i I've, I've never done that i've only i've only done coke with with booze uh so i imagine maybe it's a little easier if if you don't drink i don't know but like what's the point of doing cocaine you're you like doing co- it's only fun when you're also drinking cuz you 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 got to drink and then you got to do coke so that you can drink more right Am I am I misinterpreting the 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 best the, the user the user manual of cocaine? Well, maybe I am. Or maybe go fuck yourself. Yeah, anyway, so but for for food the hook is a little different, right? Cuz it's this thing of like, you know, I need to eat. What do I want to eat? I want to eat something delicious. And you know what? I am going to eat something delicious. Because I deserve it. Oh my god. Like I've been working so hard. I just want to treat myself. But you know. You treat yourself long enough. And you're a fat tub of shit. And you die in your 40s of heart disease. Um, That's it. I think I, think I ran out of shit to talk about man. And it's been. Oh shit. 45 minutes. God damn. I think these podcast episodes are getting longer and longer. And you know what? I am fucking loving it, because I love talking to you people, okay? um, And I know it's a one-sided conversation, but it just so happens that those are my favorite kind of conversation, because I'm a self-obsessed prick. Okay, guys, have a great rest of your week, and uh, I love you very long time, and I will talk to you in a in a few days, in a couple of days. Yeah? Yeah. Bye.